0: Rakoa Radio presents Welcome everyone to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the newest books in the Dawn of X line. I am your host, Nick, accompanied by... Wait a minute. Everyone, hold on. Uh, just so you guys know, this is Josh, but... Ha- Josh, have you seen the movie Thinner? For fuck's sake, man.
1: <laughs> so, a bitch.
0: if uh, a younger listeners have never seen Thinner, it is a uh, seemingly fat man who um, hits as at the time called someone called a gypsy (laughs) and he his yes yeah that's a better word for it thank you and um i believe the husband of the woman hit put a curse on him that Mm -hmm. he would get thinner Mm -hmm. so in the movie he proceeds to get thinner and thinner until he's just like christian bale and the machinist just oh my god and i won't spoil the ending it's actually a very good ending to one of stephen king's earlier works um but i just had that feeling of thinner because I'm looking at you. That's a roundabout way of me telling you that you need to fucking eat.
1: I literally just ate a cheeseburger before we got on this goddamn you thing. You should have so been a no, double. It was a fucking double.
0: Was it? Yeah.
1: Double cheeseburger from McDonald's play. No pickles.
0: That's my shit. No that's pickle, my jam. Yeah, that's good. That's my jam.
1: This thing is starting off great, by the way. <laughs> this is Josh. We have Josh.
0: such a packed episode today. Whew. But we're only covering, guys. Only covering one book. And that one book is planet-sized x-men and
1: what a fucking book it is my friend
0: this is gonna be a planet-sized episode because this book really brings it all together uh as you've been telling me and i think you mentioned last episode that you've been rereading house of x and and power of x yep and you're telling me that these uh this has been laid in the groundwork since then this has been since fucking
1: day one dude like when I went back and reread it, I was like, "Oh, why did I think I solved some big fucking mystery <laughs> when like it's been it's, it's was foretold from the the dawn of X like the literal dawn of X like, damn man, they are paying shit off and like in a little bit I want to go over some of the the sinister secrets from way back when yeah. because even some of those have already started paying off wow. like there's one about apocalypse going off to the distant land. Like, oh, like it's fucking crazy. It, like, oh, wow. they had this fucking bland that. out, man.
0: Well, see, that's why I mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you ever read Hickman's Avengers or Fantastic Four run, or when you read his ending to all of it, which was Secret Wars, he put shit in his first run of Fantastic Four, and literally eight years later, there was a mini payoff in Secret Wars. <laughs> like, i started reading his work mainly with avengers and from issue one of avengers there's a payoff three years later in secret wars like he does not fuck around when it comes to laying the groundwork at all
1: it's it's clear it is fucking clear like i remember everybody saying that when when this fucking thing was starting i remember that was the thing like jonathan Hick- hickman he he plans everything out it's Gives you little bit by little bit, and eventually, years from now, it will pay off. And now I'm seeing it firsthand, man.
0: And before we get to that, we also have a new name for our whole podcast empire that we are creating. We have yeah. some other podcast ideas in the works, and realized we can't just be the Dawn of X podcast. And as you guys heard earlier, we will now be called
1: Krakoa Radio, baby. We yep. fucking doing it
0: fucking doing it we're, we we're starting our own what was that so we have some great ideas coming up for you i guys. really
1: think so i really think so and you know what listeners if you go to krakoa Radio.com, there might be something there too who knows these are fucking new days for new your movies? podcasting friends nick and josh
0: oh yeah it's gonna be good times yeah so now we have that out of the way let's just let's do this let's get into planet size x-men By you now. know what
1: I want to flip the fucking script, dude. How many X's off top?
0: Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to go full Dave Meltzer wrestling uh, terminology here. Six X's.
1: Fucking, I'm going to go right there with you, Meltz. Six fucking X's from me too.
0: Also, I just realized this is not written by Hickman. No, this is Jerry Duggan. and He is so good. (laughs) And we have to be
1: thankful for that. Because if this were written by Hickman, the (laughs) amount of details... And the amount of data pages we would have had—oh my god—compared <laughs> to what we
0: already have, which is a lot, and also honestly shows a lot of trust Tickman must have.
1: Yeah, he's definitely gotta, writing. Yeah, he's
0: he's got to see. I mean, well,
1: yeah, but he just did this with Teeny Howard too for Exa Sword. She was kind of the main writer on that.
0: But they, they like kind of went back and forth, like yeah. this massive this, book. Yeah, like, this, this is, is not written by him. That's impressive. Yeah, th- th- that's that this might mean that
1: Jerry Duggan might be the like the, the co-chair of the X-line right now, you know.
0: I mean, the way he's been writing cable and marauders, I fucking mm-hmm. hope so.
1: Yeah, me too. I hope he's, been he's in for the part. long haul.
0: We've we've been saying that many times. Every time it's him writing it, it's usually our favorite book of that batch.
1: Yes, by far. Yeah, I can't
0: remember what book. Pickman's gonna be writing because he's leaving the main x-men book right
1: yes jerry duggan is taking the um new x-men book
0: but we still don't know what x book no it's
1: still it's i think it's he's doing a book with i believe it was revealed art adams or maybe like somebody fucking thought that's what they deciphered from it but i believe it's still classified i, okay. could, I could be wrong
0: fair enough all right so guys right off the bat uh, we have a new planet.
1: <laughs> yeah, Planet Araco.
0: Planet Araco. It is now the center of the solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, is not
1: how it works, but okay.
0: No, not not how it works, but you know. Uh, it, I mean, no, they use the word the capital. It's the capital. Yes, yes. Um, and holy shit! Like we knew last episode, we deciphered because we're geniuses, obviously, that it was gonna be about having terraforming Mars. But I did not think they'd be giving this planet to the other mutants.
1: No, that I did not see coming at fucking
0: all. And I love it. Writing wise, it's kind of genius because it takes the problem of here's thousands of mutants on this island. What do we do with them? Where have they been? What are they doing? And now goes, we can now pick and choose any awesome mutant we want, but they're on that planet. So you don't have to worry about them right now. Exactly. It's such a great storytelling device. It truly is.
1: Like I will I want to say this off the top. I feel like this book was the most giant fucking like dose fucking fucking thing that could possibly have like everything oh, they sure. needed. And I usually hate that shit. And I fucking loved it because it was like clearly almost parody level of yeah. like
0: everything um, we need
1: exactly and like but what it truly does signify i also really like which is the fucking mutants are powerful right now well, now that, that they the whole
0: point what they're showing
1: exactly like yeah. they now that they've messed around with fucking mutant science man like they've they can sink their powers they're fucking out of control these mutants
0: well that's what would scare any Anyone who's not me. Oh,
1: because- this is going to be insane! I cannot wait for what this brings to the the Marvel line right now. There has been no other Marvel comic that has ever had somebody claim Mars.
0: No. Well, you know what's funny, actually, if you go early into Hickman's run of Avengers, the Builders, who are the main bad guys for like the first quarter of his run. They had these two creatures that they were born uh, Abyss and something else Abyss and the Gardener. They would terraform planets. Oh fuck! I remember that. When they were going to Mars, the Avengers saw like life growing on Mars, like plant life growing on a patch on Mars. So they went to investigate, and that's when they met them and stopped them from terraforming and kind of creating their own children that can become an army. Huh. So he's done. He's teased this type of behavior before. Yeah. Now he's going all the way with it now he fucking now there were no avengers there to stop him
1: yeah <laughs> jonathan and-
0: hickman needs to be stopped by his own fucking <laughs> <laughs> well i was confused about one aspect actually let what, me hear it. It. let me hear it. I, happening- I think huh
1: i think i got a good grasp on this book you, okay what's, what's going on
0: when they were actually terraforming mars like in the actual moment was yes. that all happening <clears throat> as the fireworks because i remember they were all seeing through iceman's eyes were they terraforming uh, the planet in real time? No, or I was don't. think like the finale of it, it was the
1: finale of it. Okay. Like that was all the setup. They had all the, they did all that. Araco was already there before the fireworks as well. That's the kind of like, thing I
0: was confused about. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah, Arako is there because <clears throat> that's you remember Captain America goes to visit Scott at the old mansion, which I loved, and to talk about oh, all of a sudden there's too many mutants on this earth. What's happening? And yeah. <laughs> Scott tells him, uh, we we got a plan for that. Um. We'll talk to you later. And he's like, okay, well, now I got to go to the Hellfire Gala. So I believe it was the culmination that they saw as the fireworks, which was when Iceman, like, just did his, like, freezing of the polar cap, I believe is what he fucking did.
0: Well, I hope they all saw Gene. Tear the sword base outside out of the belly of that one Holy guy
1: fucking shit
0: i was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> jamie
1: monarch dude what a fucking what a fucking crazy guy he what? fucking but again I, I everything they need they I have that yeah
0: you know so like
1: and as like as a story device that's kind of obnoxious but also like it's kind of amazing like no, the mutants have finally realized that, like, they are powerful.
0: Well, that's was that's been the whole point of a lot of the issues.
1: No, I know, but like that, like this is like now, like it, it, they cannot escape this. Like, yeah, they made a they made a nation. They went through the process. They gave everybody the drugs. Everybody was happy mostly. They just claimed a planet, and then claimed themselves to be the capital of it, yep. and then said. Storm is going to be the region of like yes. So oh, like so good, dude. They're in tra- Even NASA's mad at them. The poor NASA scientist was like on a personal note, it's kind of bumming me out, man. Like, yeah, well, I want to
0: go. <laughs> also, with that, is Storm gonna be part of the sword book now?
1: Yeah, I think I would, I would imagine. Or she gets her own her own series written by Jonathan Hickman.
0: You know that'll be very Hickman, though, of Storm getting like another six issue mini or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's I'm actually starting idea. reading the Guardians of the Galaxy book right now because they're going to cross over with Sword. Oh, and I've cool. heard good things about the current run of Guardians, so I'm, I'm reading just for myself. I like cosmic books anyway. Yeah, you do. So I can give better context when we get to this crossover between yeah, the books. That's good thinking, man. Good um, thinking. But also, like the idea of we have one mutant who can make water and then our mutant who can boost her power to make water we have an arm mutant who can transport everything with a little bit of help can transport the whole island into one spot
1: yeah they had the external gate for the teleportation part of it and then there just happened to be a mutant who knew where everything was and where everything should be and so with her guidance they were able to land it exactly where it needed to be
0: but I love the idea when they were saying like, this is payment back. You all sacrificed your life. Yes. To save us and give us a future. And you lost your future. We're going to give you a planet so you can start anew. no more yeah. war, no more violence,
1: but this is your home. That's not their way, man. Like yeah. by the end of this book, it's very clear that they are going out into Mars and they are causing fucking havoc. Yes. Like, I don't know exactly who they're going to fight. Maybe the, I guess this themselves, but like, this is going to be like a fucking terrifying planet for a while, I think.
0: It's very, it, it depends. It depends how they're taking it. If they take it as no, we're warriors and now we have no one to fight. Fuck that. Or they're going to do what the other mutants have been doing when they found Krakoa. They found a true home for themselves. Like before, they are still strangers in a strange place. Mm-hmm. This is their home. There's no excuse now. There's no monster in the corner. Like this is yours. You have to build it or destroy it. I would like that. But I
1: really feel like they laid it on that they are, they have no plans of not waging war. Like the, the mutant that had the ocean as blood, like when he was putting his offspring into the ocean, he was literally saying, Oh, I look a, a new generation will be born to be warriors and now they go off. Yeah. May only the strong survive and not be cowards. <laughs> and, like,
0: yeah, that part I was like, uh, hey, guy, hey, guy, let's, uh, let's come back. It's that
1: is, that is, I think that is what we can expect for a while at least. There might be some kind of like, then they get their shit together or whatever. But, well, that's but, why you have
0: someone like Storm there. They had a whole uh-huh. issue of explaining why she can do so many good things without too much violence. Yeah. That's so true. That, that's all played a part now. She's going to be watching over this new planet. But new mutants are all about violence, the perfect person to have there would be Storm.
1: And before we get too far from the, the thousands of other mutants that uh, are now in, inhabiting Mars, I do want to point out in my reread of Pox, there is Pox, um, there is a couple data pages where they speak about the future and the collapse of Krakoa and make mention of mr sinister's uh martian breeding pits so at some point down the line mr sinister has a lot to do with his like cloning and and, like he's the one who starts making that's where all these like chimera and stuff that we saw in the future like that's where they start coming from so this is a whole nother set of mutants that he's gonna get dna from and
0: Hmm. and also it, not necessarily the, the sinister we have now it could be that yeah. other one we saw at the end of the other issue
1: it could yes and that and there is a if when we get to these sinister secrets there is one that i also think is that oh no there is one that literally says sinister was swapped out a long time ago and now you don't know which sinister is which
0: yeah like, oh, and shit. i i love the detail of like uh acro ah i'm saying it wrong again whatever um the whole planet having all these cities like the outcast gate temple gate the uh lake of hell like all this crazy shit mm-hmm. hellos like yeah I no really, i like i like
1: that we got a little map of it too
0: i love the final shot of like everyone celebrating fi- literal fireworks everywhere yeah the first planet for mutants
1: i think that is what those fireworks and all the mutants arriving, because these are all the mutants coming from the gala to Mars. Yeah. And I think that is what Emma is showing them, their arrival on Mars. This scene, I think, is what everybody's seeing right now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, obviously, it seems like this was mainly Magneto's idea
1: one
0: part where he talks about it he'll go yes okay all right I'll do there was do.
1: everyone voted yes for it um there was speaking of this being magneto's plan remember like sword issue one i think it was when magneto visits the space station he's just giddy as fuck because he's so it happy they make have sense now he had they have a space program
0: that does explain why he gave a shit so much <laughs> And we got to
1: remember that Magneto is no fucking stranger to space. He had his own asteroid. This is just one step up.
0: Well, really, it's a huge progression for the character in a sense of like, he had the asteroid that was just for mutants. He had Genosus that was just for mutants. Yeah. Like, he's been building this. Now, he just built a whole planet. Like, whatever happens to the mutants now, if Krakoa falls, they always have this fucking planet now.
1: Well the other thing that falls is mars
0: oh was that, in the, that was in the
1: secrets? not the secrets but the the written part that like talks about the future of krakoa
0: <clears throat>
1: at some point krakoa and mars fall the leader leadership disappears and it's considered the lost years and that's when like the machines start taking over and mutants start dwindling in population
0: oh uh, yeah yeah well, that, I mean, if they get to that in this t- in this story, you have to be writing it for the next, like, three yes. years at least. Yes, and they specifically
1: yeah. say at some point it's 30 years later from some event, so, like, basically 30 years from roughly now is when they claim that will
0: happen. But then, like, how does time really work? How, exactly, comics?
1: like, how does time work in comics? I don't
0: know. Um, um, yeah, but, oh, also, you had a theory that you mentioned earlier to me. I was going ready talk to say about- that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go,
1: too. So um, one of the things I, I, re, I realize now that I have some actual X-Men books under my belt along with the Hox Pox stuff, um, this can all be easily undone and probably will be because Destiny tells Moira, if we, if we recall back, Destiny tells Moira that she has 10 lives. And as we know, this is Moira's 10th life. But she has eleven if she makes the right decision at the end, so I can see there being some kind of fucking like event where Moira has to basically sacrifice herself so that mutants can go on. That resets everything back to what we remember X Men being. There was never a Krakoa, and Moira just has to live with the knowledge of whatever just happened. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah, that, I no that's the solid theory.
1: I don't know if that's what they'll do. it Would be kind of fucking annoying, like to go back to like mutants not being superior after this, but
0: it'd be a hard reboot. That like it has to be a bittersweet kind of thing. Like, um, this is gonna be a really obscure comparison that you're not gonna fully understand, but I okay. think if I explain it properly, <laughs> you will. All right, let's But go. anyone who's ever watched, which I'm sure no of our listeners have, but watch a show called Common Writer, there's a whole season about a about japan being split up into three pieces there was a big war and you watch this whole series of like characters dying and going to war and fighting and all this stuff and at the end the hero has a choice where the only way to save everyone who's died is to kind of go in reverse and rewind everything before the walls went up and split japan yeah so all his friends were now saved but none of them know who he is because he was like the anomaly of that timeline. Um, so he's walking around and seeing all his friends finally happy and everything the way it's supposed to be, but they don't even know who he is. That's crazy. I, yeah. It's kind of, there's a lot more to it, obviously, but yeah. it was kind of like, I kind of imagine one of those bittersweet endings of like things are the best they can be right now. And you just got to kind of deal with it.
1: Yeah. But one thing was made very clear in Hawks box. The mutants always lose.
0: Yes. So this is supposed to this- this is supposed to be a timeline where the mutants do, do not lose
1: well that's what they're trying to do but yes. if his the mutants always lose and I'm, I'm just i hate when there's moments like this like this this was like the end of hawk's box too remember like they had the big celebration showing Kroko off for the first time and it was yeah. beautiful and everyone was happy and all we could think was well this is x-men anytime somebody's happy everything goes wrong <laughs>
0: Every character. I, I'm hoping I could see also a bittersweet ending of like they lose, but they don't lose everything.
1: Yeah, I hope not. Guess like, I can see
0: almost like as a as a parody of what's happened in the past. Like this whole thing ends with Xavier and Magneto dying and really kicking off a whole new era. Like even though they both died many times, like a yeah. more definitive death for both characters and Moira, and leaving the future unknown for the young young quote-unquote young characters
1: could be i mean nothing says Moyer has to make the right choice either you know what i mean like maybe she makes the wrong choice so real quick before we get any further um last week we had a a little talk about logic diamonds they were seemingly being delivered at this gala for emma frost but emma frost didn't quite know why or that she even requested them um i found out where they're from uh, they are Shiar, obviously we found that out. And they are currently being used as the main storage for all of the mutant consciousnesses. That get backed up Holy into Cerebro? God. That's what they're backed up in.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. So does that mean they're does that mean they're gonna back up the Araco mutants too?
0: Yeah. That makes sense. They're using it to transport, but then why didn't Emma know about it?
1: That's what I don't understand. Like, why, who, and why did it, why did somebody make it seem like it was coming from her? You know what I mean? Like,
0: like someone's going to maybe frame someone?
1: Maybe. Yeah. Like Magneto?
0: I mean, we still have a death to worry about in this event at some point.
1: Could be. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. They specifically said a death, right?
0: Yeah. They said Magneto's on trial for murder, which okay, I guess we'll get to it eventually in life, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I, I mean, do know
0: it starts with him going, which one?
1: <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific, human.
0: <laughs> well, it, did they specify that he's being put on trial by no. humans? No. Okay.
1: Not that I know of.
0: Because that would make more sense. Because you can arrest Magneto right now for numerous
1: things. (laughs) No. There is no trial of Magneto. He literally just told the entire planet that he has made a new planet.
0: Yeah,
1: And it is the capital of the fucking solar system.
0: Which I love that shot. If I'm like, no, no, I can spin the iron. I got this. You need more iron? I got this. Don't worry. Yeah, he had no concerns about iron. (laughs) No. Which I love. And like, makes them just feel like which is the whole point of all this it makes them feel like gods yeah we are now telling the rest of the human race the most important people in the world are at this party and we're telling you to tell everyone else check out what we just fucking did oh that
1: that reminds me so we took listeners will probably realize based on just the cut but so we, we had to take a little break um And during that break, I had a realization that yes, I do think all of this happened in real time. That they saw that's what they were seeing in real time. Because going back at one point, it says now, and it's from that point just all the Omegas doing their thing, and it looks like it literally happens within minutes. And if it didn't, you know, like it had to. Yeah, that's
0: why I was kind of confused.
1: Yeah, it had to have because otherwise, if they did it before, if they did it any other time somebody would have noticed that something happened to Mars. Like, you know, we have like yeah. satellites and everything. You know what I mean? Like
0: I think they planned ahead with everything because it was a moment somewhere in the book where they said like, we have to get this right or we're gonna look stupid.
1: Yeah. So they yeah, that's right. They did it. They did it live.
0: Yeah they, I think everyone they said was fuck it, we're
1: doing it live. <laughs> yeah.
0: Classic uh Krakoa podcast uh catchphrase. Um, it is really
1: kind we, of now. we co-opted that shit from that <laughs> motherfucker.
0: Um but no like I think they were watching all this happen through Iceman's eyes. So I think the idea that makes way more sense to the way everyone left. You just watch these people terraform and create an entire planet in a A, matter of fucking minutes.
1: not Not just terraform it. They created a port city. They created like a diplomatic fucking Weird ass castle looking thing, <laughs> you know. Like they built monuments to apocalypse and and fucking oh shit Genesis, wife, yeah.
0: Genesis. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, like in fucking minutes.
0: Yeah. Well, just the idea that like, I yeah. want a character to be like, well, God did it in seven days, and we did it in one hour. Like mm-hmm. something just really above it, like that.
1: Yeah. They fucking so you made a, a good a, a good analogy there that they're godlike now which they very much are um something like that like generally you know kind of goes to somebody's head what's to stop them from doing this into other planets i was like, gonna say the same
0: thing like well i think there's always the idea that mars had the better, best potential like inside, sure, it's always said mars better. Sure. but with between
1: all their omega fucking powers, who's to say they can't find the material to turn fucking Jupiter into a fucking thing? You Absolutely. know what I mean?
0: Like, yeah, what's to stop them from doing it to Earth? Exactly. <laughs> like, there's legit, like, the fact they did this so fast in such an organized way. This does, if I was an outside character, an outside human character in this world, I would immediately think, wait a minute. So, if they organized just enough, they could just destroy the planet and then come back and then rebuild it yeah very easily they could just do a phoenix and let the phoenix happen while they're all on mars hanging out and they come back and recreate it in their image if i was nick fury in this universe that's the first fucking thing i'd be thinking
1: yeah i'm sure i'm sure the avengers are thinking it a bit too you know like i'm sure every government is thinking it i'm sure all the ones that didn't like her co are like see we told you motherfuckers I
0: want I want to see what Namor going like
1: huh I want to see Namor's face when he's like
0: son of a bitch because I had to say <laughs>
1: I had to go and say come back when you have more than an island motherfucker I walked right into that
0: one Will will they come back to him They don't need him now Well they don't need him but also I do wonder why they since since um since the dawn of X they've been trying to get Namor there's something that he can do or something he has that will give them more power other than being king of the sea as he puts it could be like they keep going after him
1: they want his blood man for their fucking cloning shit
0: I mean I feel like they want they can get it anyway
1: I mean I feel like Namor is pretty protective of his blood even when he spills it he gathers it back up and takes it with him you know what I mean he's like nobody can have access to this (laughs) it is the blood of a god
0: um, do you want so you finished your secrets, or do you have something else you want to go over?
1: Um, before we okay, right before that, I just want to know what is your favorite moment of this book?
0: Man, there's so much like the opening when you realize what's happening, mm-hmm. just that opening moment is fantastic. and I want like a splash page of just Magneto in space pulling these comets, god, and turning the core. There's also the moment of them pulling the sword ship out of Jamie's gut. Oh, God, so fucking nowhere. Even right before that, the artwork, I, I love any book that can really translate telepathy in cool different ways. Yeah. And the idea of like, you just see Kid Omega and Gene standing on his brain and mm-hmm. like Jean's giant hand putting something in it. Like, I lo- love that translation of it. And I love when you realize they made those two, the gateway to them. The big monuments to apocalypse and Genesis. I think yeah. that might be my favorite moment, actually. Yeah,
1: I I like that moment too. That was that was a good moment. Um, yeah, just back to we did not say enough about the art. Pepe Larraz is fucking amazing. And yeah, if I I believe he's going to be the artist on the X Men book now.
0: Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Like I think
1: I think it's going to be these two on the X Men book.
0: Well, honestly, now that makes sense that um that Gary Duggan wrote this because this is the team that's going to kick off this new era we're well, not new era but a new mm-hmm. season i can i guess in a way of x-men books you yeah. want them to kick it off of this basically
1: yeah this is an event yeah like this is bigger than any like event i i could have seen coming it's fucking nuts but
0: yeah, it's weird though i don't know what you've seen but like the reaction online i haven't seen shit you know i don't pay attention honestly i don't, li- I I don't listen like- to those haters And again, this is all comic book people, but like I've seen a lot of eye rolling of like, whatever, it's going to be rebooted in a year or two anyway, or like I don't understand it because I didn't start reading it, so I'm not going to start reading it now. And what I've seen a lot of people during this whole run go like, well, what do I read? What's actually important? Like I always tell people, X Men, Marauders, New Mutants. Like I'd say those are the top three to read for like story beats Mm -hmm. and important story beats. Um, But I can I've seen people get a little frustrated just like. I wish the X Men book was more focused, so I can just stick with that if I want to. Well,
1: no, it's are they going, going to, yeah. And I think that's the goal now. I think that's definitely what's about to happen. Is it's going to be an actually cohesive story.
0: So, what you? What was your favorite part of this book?
1: My favorite part. I love the last shot of um, them coming back to Mar- like them coming to Mars the first time, like Rogue the way she's stepping out, and just all the mutants. I love the fucking. Pepe Larraz, just the way he can capture like a still face but still get so much emotion out of it is fucking great. So I love that scene. Um, That scene of Storm walking into the the diplomatic tower that they just built. I love that one. Like how gigantic it is and how small she is but still like how like, what a presence she still takes there. You know what I mean.
0: And that last line she says when Neil looks up and goes rain, and he's like, "Not my do-. She's a not my doing. This planet is alive again.
1: I know. Like, that, we that, did that. That was so beautiful. Um, yeah. Also, like just from like a sci-fi perspective, I really like the just from the art. I like the port Prometheus when you actually see it and they're like standing there yeah. looking at the port. I love
0: that. I would like some kind of perspective of someone from uh, Akira because like if there's one character going, man a few months ago we were still on this planet where everyone's fighting. Now we're in this whole world where like mutants are a thing but like culture is totally different. Oh shit, now we have our own planet. I guess let's not worry about that thing we were on a second ago.
1: Yeah, just Thanks there's for fucking lot. throwing us around.
0: <laughs> like, There's a lot of change happening in their life
1: yeah but they're all warriors apparently so i guess they're used to it
0: well there's always the idea of like the warrior culture is kind of lazy writing because like you can't literally be a warrior culture like it's like for me for a long time sci nerd, it's like the question of well how the klingons discover space travel if they're always fucking fighting yeah like the idea of a warrior culture i think has to go deeper than like yeah yeah their primary thing's warrior culture but if advancing your technology and your ideas helps you be a better warrior there you go oh yeah
1: and they've laid that groundwork here because as we saw when magneto had to go visit them at their great ring like they have their own government you know what i mean like they have their own yeah Yeah.
0: they had the same structure almost yeah exactly yeah
1: so they have a form of government they're just like more anarchistic a little bit you know what i mean
0: like Well, part of me wants to go back and at least read the ending of X of Swords because I'm like, wait a minute, is that giant sword dude still there or is he still in the other place? I'm forgetting some of the bigger characters we met in X of Swords. I'm trying to remember. Oh, they
1: they I think he was from he wasn't from Araco. I think he was um, whatever the dimension was. I think he was just from that dimension. That they was he? I can't
0: with. remember. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I can't remember. But, but remember, was there the was that there
1: was that one guy that did get away.
0: Yes, the guy we liked. Yeah. So he was fighting Wolverine for a bit. Yeah. He's gonna so... cause trouble for sure.
1: Yeah, he's gonna come back. All right. So I don't know how long this has gone, but let's look at some sinister secrets. And if I have to cut it, I have to cut it.
0: Yeah. All right. You can cut out my whole build analogy. I'm just ranting about common writer, it's fine.
1: It might go. It might go. <laughs> um so, like right off the bat in the Sinister Secrets, they already lay the groundwork for Inferno. They, e- they already say it in there. Like, we're going oh, yeah. to yeah, big letter. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. Um, or, there was one I did want to talk about, though. Do, 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 do.
0: What page is the Sinister Secrets?
1: Oh, no, no. This was from the way back when Sinister Secrets, the photo, like the, the screenshots I sent you.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, crazy. The Sinister Secrets were in the last issue, right?
1: Yeah, this they brought him is- back. Yeah, they brought him back.
0: Yeah.
1: So there's one here where they talk. Like, I just wanted to point out, like, how. So, Sinister Secret Number Eight. For years, this fittest of all mutants has routinely sur- sur- surrounded himself with a particular number numbered entourage. These hanger ons stick around for a while until they are eventually replaced with newer, more exciting members. What most people don't know is that if the original members returned, these pretenders would be dropped so fast their heads would spin. That's literally what happened. He left all the mutants to go back with his original horsemen. Yeah. Like that's that's it's what right <laughs> That is the that is the plot of of fucking Exosorts. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? This was 2 fucking years ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> like That's fucking bananas. But again, I have to remind myself like They did have like that publishing weirdness because of COVID, so like they had a lot of this already done.
0: Yeah, they just had to like
1: yeah, yeah, they just had to like push everything back. But yeah, man, I I fucking love Planet Size X Men. I haven't even read the other ones yet.
0: Same, yeah, I've not read them yet.
1: I I I just I've read this one three fucking times, but (laughs) I have not read the other
0: one. I read this one twice, and uh, as we already said, Infinite X's going with six x's even though that's not our count it's not our scale but it is for this issue they this get, is another game changer
1: this is the, yeah you know what they changed the game we're changing the game yeah. special and, events can get up to six
0: yep and this event isn't even done yet we're like at the halfway point
1: yes this isn't like this is the beginning of the gala like this
0: was <laughs> <laughs> like now what i i don't i can't wait to see i because i don't know like um i don't know if you mentioned on air that I'm not surprised, but Children of the Atom is not part of this, so we'll get back to Children of the Atom when this event's over.
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't I read that one yet either.
0: The last issue of X-Factor is part of this.
1: Yes, because I think the Trial of Magneto, I think X-Factor is going to be involved in like the investigation part of that.
0: Which makes sense. Yeah. Because
1: the, the Leah Williams is also the writer of Trial of X-Men.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's so. put play- Play the groundwork in that. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Like like the way they did with Excalibur into um X of Swords.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. all right, guys. We right. have what do we got coming up next.
1: I don't even know, man.
0: We have new mutants number nineteen, uh, X core two, Wolverine thirteen, sword six, and way of X three.
1: All right. That's a lot. We'll see what we get to. <laughs> Maybe we'll just I mean do four. if they're
0: all actually connected, I mean. I can't wait to read Sword.
1: Oh God, I know.
0: That's that's gonna be a lot. And like, how much do they know? Because obviously, not everyone knew about this.
1: No, no, not everyone. Uh, There's if Brand didn't know, if Abigail Brand didn't know, she's gonna be mad as
0: fuck. She's gonna be like, "How the fuck did we get here? And what's going on?" (laughs) Like,
1: no, because that's a new one. That's not even the one she's on. That's a brand new one that he created the sword station.
0: oh i am so sorry i thought that was the same one no they that's they call
1: it two that's that's, that's
0: wow that went right over my fucking head. Yeah, yeah no
1: that's the one that's just there for the protection of mars
0: holy shit yeah that's gonna be a whole thing yeah also you could have called manifold He probably could have done that right he could have done all <laughs> well, of that no, he could he could have created and copied a new one so i guess you had jamie for that
1: yeah good point good point yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Uh this has been the review of Planet Sized Uh X-Men. I mean, what an issue it was. What an issue. So, man. Um, where can they find you and talk mm-hmm. about this issue actually? Which hope oh, I want to get your guys' feedback. I want to yeah. you know what your fans think of this particular issue.
1: Yeah, what did you guys think? Because I bet you there are a bunch of people out there who are like, I can't believe these dummies liked it. Um oh, I'm sure. you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Xbrarian, it's librarian with an X. And Nick, um if they wanted to tell you how they were feeling, where would they find you?
0: You can find me at madman3005. And guys, don't forget the 50th episode is uh, creeping upon us. And we have some big announcements and we have some changes coming to the podcast some hopefully good changes. So uh, until then, guys, we will see you up in the stars, that little red spot you see over there, over there. We'll see you next time.
1: This has been a Krakoa Radio production.